Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you really don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and you are about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes with an author. They'll tell you their secret recipe for creating their book. You'll find out where they get their ideas, and you'll get the inside scoop on their next project. If you want to know more, we'll tell you where to find them on social media. So are you ready? Okay, let's meet the author. Joining me today is Gregory Patrick Travers, and he's here to talk about his latest book, Pizza Guys, a raunchy adventure short story, delivering last meals since none ya freaking business. <laughs> Greg is also the author of Meatballs and Microphones, a true story about small kitchens and big dreams, as well as Bald Guys, the greatest conspiracy never told. He's the main contributor and co-creator of RoundFireLegends.net. We'll tell you more about that later. Greg comes from urban roots, and that imagery is reflected in his stories. Street life, class warfare, the soul's dark side are all recurring themes. Fast-paced action, strong language, and charmingly imperfect characters remain the foundation of his work. If you're looking for gritty, shocking fiction with twists and haunting payoffs, then this is an author worth reading. Greg, welcome. Thank you for having me, Suzanne. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. You know, I always find it interesting. I'm always curious about when someone starts writing. There's usually some kind of story behind it. Either they started really young, they had a parent or knew someone who was a writer, there was a teacher that saw that spark of talent and encouraged the person, or sometimes there was some kind of seminal event that took place in the person's life, and they felt like writing was the way that they needed to express that event. You've written so many short books. What was the story behind your beginning to write? How did all that happen? Uh, well, it happened a long time ago uh, when I was, I think if I could trace it back, it was probably around grade three or grade four. The biggest thing for me, we used to have these scholastic book fairs at school. So they'd set up all these type of different books and you'd get a break from class and you'd go down and you can buy some books. And that was always my favorite time of the year. Um, I loved it. And that's when I really started to get into reading and um I admired these authors, especially guys like R.L. Stein with Goosebumps. Um, I completely idolized them. I wanted to do something like that. So um, that was the initial kind of spark. And then as I grew older, um, which I'm sure I'll talk about more things, my life took a kind of different turn um, from the arts, and I kind of uh, went down maybe a little bit of a, a dark path. Um, so I kind of lost it. But um, when I kind of got out of that darkness and kind of reevaluated what I'm doing with my life, what do I want to be doing with my life, writing um, was still very much up there. Uh, so I wanted to use kind of the, uh, the dark 
uh, unsavory moments from my past and put those to work in writing to kind of tell the the cautionary tale of uh, <laughs> of, of some of my uh, <laughs> wild experiences in life. Well, you know, they say that authors write what they know. <laughs> so I hope you haven't been... Exactly. I hope no killers have come after you recently, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, but um, but I've definitely put um, big parts of my life around these um, genre settings like the uh, the science fiction or the horror um, and there's always there's always an urban kind of element to my stories um, that kind of brings those um, wild scenarios to I guess real kind of street urban people how, kind of how they would react to these wild um, exterior circumstances well let's talk about pizza guys a little bit it seems to me that every book has two stories there's the story that the reader gets when they pick up a copy of the book <clears throat> excuse me and they read the book that's one story but there's always that second story there's always that story behind the book where did the idea for pizza guys come from, especially delivering last meals since none of your freaking business. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> okay, where did the pizza guys come from? Well, I've, I've always been a big fan of the, the comedic duo. So um, whether it was Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World, uh, Bill and Ted, um <clears throat> The, the the two the two guys who are, are not the smartest uh, who end up getting into these big adventures. Uh, now, what happens in Pizza Guys is they cross paths with a boy who's going through some confidence issues, and his girlfriend has just cheated on him. On him, he walks in on this all happening, and um, he's kind of a meek personality. And so these two uh, boisterous overly loud, um, you know, strong language kind of guys. Um, they take him to track down, uh, his girlfriend's new lover. And uh, he has to kind of learn how to keep up with these strong people. And through this kind of chaos, he himself builds, uh, confidence. And I think that was, um, kind of the main idea was to show the contrast between, um, someone who is is kind of unsure of themselves, um, and then on the opposite side, people who are maybe too confident in themselves, and and they each uh, by the end of the story they kind of take a bit away from each other. One learns how to, you know, maybe pipe down a bit, and then the other one learns how to be more assertive and um, and say what's on his mind, say how he he feels. And that just came from, I, I've, I've been pretty much like a, a nice guy for a lot of my life. And I realized um, how easily uh, you can be taken advantage of, <clears throat> especially when you, when you walk out into the adult world and uh, you're kind of with the wolves now. And um, that nice guy routine 
it doesn't really cut it anymore. And you have to kind of learn how to um, stand up for yourself and, and be assertive. Um, and that's kind of the story I wanted to tell is one man's journey um, to a more assertive uh, personality. I like it that you call it a journey, because I think that's exactly what happens. You develop this character, Chad Wright, all the way through the novel, and you see him change, and you, you know, his initial reaction to all of this is he's scared. He's He goes back, and he hears these guys at the door, and he hears all the noise, and he's had to talk himself into going back to confront his girlfriend and maybe this guy that that she's now in love with. And he talks to himself and he talks himself into going back. And I think that all of us have those kinds of conversations with ourselves when there's something that we're a little nervous about or there's a place that we're a little nervous about that we're not sure we should be. We all have those kinds of little conversations with ourselves. And I thought that was a, a very good way to show that, especially at the very beginning of the book. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like to I like to start books um, in the action. I like to I like to when my stories start, I like to make sure we, we get rolling right away uh, because there's always so much content to cover but you're absolutely right from uh at the beginning of the story he's he's kind of a shell of a man kind of broken and and by the end through you know all these crazy occurrences that go on um he has to kind of pick himself up uh and take a fresh step forward and um and become the man that maybe uh he was struggling to be at the beginning of the story what's your writing process like Greg, do you are you an outliner? Do you sit down and outline all of the action and then go back and follow your outline and fill it in? Or are you a seat of the pantser? If you'll pardon the expression, you sit down at the at the computer or with some people still write with uh, pen and ink and they sit down with a tablet and they start writing. Um, some people sit down at the computer and they just start um, typing on the keys and the movie starts in their head and they start to see the book unfold. How does your writing process work? Well, when I started writing these short stories, um, my main thing was I wanted to prove to myself that I could be a consistent writer because it was really easy to say, oh, I want to be a um, But the actual sitting down and doing it is where I think a lot of people decide, well, maybe this, this isn't for me. So what I wanted to do is make sure that I could write consistent, consistently. So around Fire Legends, what we would do is we would put up a short story every month. So basically, as I was writing one story, I would be coming up with the idea for the other story. Um, now, luckily for me, I've never been one that uh, has been prone to writer's block. Um, I have a, a flow of ideas, a crazy imagination. Um, but I wanted, I wanted my stories to always be um, kind of less vanilla than the mainstream um, afforded. Uh, so I wanted things to be a little gritty, shocking. Um, and, you know, my stories are known for there's usually a lot of strong language and um, kind of adult wild situations. Um, so I always had that in mind. Um, and as for coming up with 
you know, the content of the stories. There's such a there's such a variation and eclectic mix of uh, genres on Round Fire Legends, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted I wanted to explore all the areas of kind of the literary world, um, so I could pinpoint what I like writing best and kind of mature from there and, and go on from there. And as for uh, like outlining, I'm definitely an outliner. Um, when I try to just write by the seat of the pants, I often lose uh, my my focus as to you know where are these guys going because to be honest, if I did that, I could I could just write <laughs> conversations <laughs> forever, you know, just just people talking. Um, but I really need to bring myself down to that, you know, the point form notes of okay, this is the guy's journey. He's going to start here. He's going to finish here. These people, the secondary characters, they have to have a journey too. You know, they're not just plastic um, non-player characters. So I want them to start here uh, and finish there. And then I kind of work in main plot points that are going to help these people get to where they're going. Uh, And also while I'm doing that, I want to make sure that the conversations are, you know, they have some humor, they have some wit, uh, they have some emotional um, background or backdrop there uh, that's relatable to the reader um, so that they can perhaps see if not see themselves in in the shoes of of the character they can they can understand it or 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 I've seen that somewhere in their life uh, at one point and say oh yeah yeah I know that feeling you know it's always such a pleasure for me to talk to a fiction writer fiction writers have these wonderful creative minds and they approach their craft their their writing in so many different ways and it's always fun for me at least because i'm so interested in the in this kind of thing it it's always fun for me to hear what writers have to say about how they write their characters. And your characters, unless I'm wrong, your characters are as real to you as anybody walking down the street. They have faces. They don't look like an actor. They look like somebody else. Am I right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. My my characters are always based on... Um on people I've come across, on on how I have been as uh, a character myself, uh, I always try to make them as as three D as possible, um, and and that makes the wild things that are happening around them um, a little bit more. Uh, it makes them easier to to, to understand or swallow, um, but it's also very entertaining to see you know normal raw people kind of go through these extraordinary um fantastic events um that it entertains me at least if if, if no one else well I, yeah but i mean i just think that's so it's so much fun to hear that and to hear that your secondary characters i loved it when you said that your secondary characters are not plastic because to me that's the sign of a really good writer because you want all of your characters to be real and for us to identify and be able to understand each one of those characters. And I think that's really important. 
let's talk a little bit about roundfirelegends.net. Now, the address for that is www.roundfirelegends.net. Tell me what that is. Okay, so roundfirelegends.net is kind of a website that you can go to, and I wanted to make it um, accessible to readers who just wanted a quick story that say you're on the commute to work or you got, you know, uh, you're waiting in a waiting room for at an appointment or something and, and you just got some time to kill and you wanted a quick, entertaining story. It's nothing that you have to get too invested in. You know, a lot of my stories you can read in about 15 minutes to a half hour. Um, but I wanted to pack as much of a punch as I could in that, in that limited amount of time. And like I was saying before, I really wanted to work on my consistency as a writer um, and always giving myself a deadline and always churning out um, these new pieces. And with those, I've gotten better with uh, graphic design because I'm always trying to put, like you say, you enjoyed the, uh, the cartoon cover for Pizza Guys. I was pretty proud of that. I did. Um, I really try to make the graphic appealing and eye-catching um, so that it, it kind of gives you uh, a sneak peek into the world you're about to enter, which is usually um, pretty absurd. And another thing that uh, around Fire Legends I wanted to be was when I started getting back to reading, I and I just come from, you know, urban kind of settings where, uh, you know, reality for me has never really been boring. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been pretty um, maybe stressful, maybe adventurous, um, and I wanted to give, um, I, I hate saying this because reading is not boring, but I didn't want it to, to be like too literary, too. I wanted to catch the eye of people who maybe were not regular readers and people I could pull into the world with an exciting story, a funny story. Sometimes it's very lowbrow, or sometimes there's um, a hard-hitting kind of uh, philosophical message. Um, but I wanted to pull in readers that were maybe apprehensive or think, oh, reading's too hard, I don't want to get into it, and give them kind of uh, an easy-to-swallow story and maybe that would help them whet their appetite. Um, when I was younger, and I was in, uh, I went to a Catholic school, and we would go donate um, food. We would box up food to ship over uh, to these poorer countries. And one thing I learned was they would send candy out. And I, I would ask the the guy in charge, like, why why do you send candy out? And he says, oh well, because these people are starving. Like the candy, what it does is it, it kind of lines their stomach and makes them able to take in the the better food because they just can't get the regular food down first. So the, the candy kind of is like the appetizer that get makes opens up their stomach so that they can take in this more um, the healthier food. And that's kind of what I want my my round fire legends to be, where it's it's the candy that kind of whets the appetite for for further educational or anything, anything you want to read, because there's such a huge world of reading, and you can learn so much about topics, about yourself, about the world as it is. Um, so 
you know, I wanted to take a zero reader and give them something easy to, to handle. And, and hopefully that would get his, you know, his brain, his or hers brain kind of the gears working. And if they wanted to continue their journey into the literary world, then, you know, the world's their oyster. I love it. Round Fire Legends is candy for the brain. I love that image. I know that. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I know that we've been talking a lot about everything, and I know that our listeners are interested, and I'm sure they're very curious about where they can find Pizza Guy. And the good news for them is that it is on Amazon. Let me give them the full title and do some spelling of names so they can find it. If someone has never used Amazon before, and I'm sure there's somebody out there who hasn't, all you have to do in your browser is put in www.amazon.com. And it'll come right up. Now, there's a big search feature. There's a really long box at the very top of the page. And if you'll put the title of Greg's book, it's Pizza Guys, spelled exactly the way you think it's spelled, P-I-Z-Z-A space G-U-Y-S, a raunch, R-A-U-N-C-H, adventure story. And then the cut line, which is really not in the title, is delivering last meals since none of your freaking business. I think I just like saying that, Greg. <laughs> Go to and there's a, a up in the right hand corner when you see the cover. the The cover of the book is is just so funny and cute. It draws you right in, and that cut line is right underneath the pictures. And in the upper hand, upper right hand corner. It says, look inside. If you click on the words, look inside, the book opens. And I'm doing air quotes because obviously it doesn't really open, but it comes up electronically. And you're able to read the very beginning of the story. There's a short excerpt there that will give you a feel for the story and a feel for Greg's writing. Now, it's available as a Kindle book, but you've done something really cool. It's also available in audiobook form. Now, you've done that on a YouTube channel. Tell me a little bit about that, Greg. Well, yeah, I, I put a couple uh, short stories in audiobook format um, because really as an independent author, I mean, you have to get your work out there any way possible, any, anything that you can do. And audiobooks, um, in a world where we're always on the go, um, we're always moving from here to there, it, you know, sitting down, as much as it is enjoyable, it gets harder and harder with our fast-paced life. And a lot of people find themselves, whether they're on a jog or, or in the car or what have you, listening to the stories rather than reading them. Um, and I also think that it, it gives, especially for characters as uh, eccentric as mine, hearing hearing it happen kind of get it adds another element to um, to your imagination. It kind of gives these characters another layer um, that makes them more real. Uh, so I really enjoyed how those things turned out. Um, I didn't narrate them myself. I, I hired a narrator, but I think he did a really good job. And I'm looking in the future to definitely continue on that pattern because I think uh, audiobooks are something that's 
here to stay. I don't think that's uh, a passing fancy whatsoever. I couldn't agree with you more. Let's tell our listeners where the YouTube channel is. How do they find you? How do they find Pizza Guys? Uh, you can. Our channel is called Round Fire Legends Audiobooks. Um, and you can also, on YouTube, search Gregory Patrick Travers, and that will bring up um, a lot of my works. I've, I've done, I've, I have other works with other narrators on their channels, um, but you will also, in the mix, find uh, the audiobooks from Roundfire Legends, and we're hoping to get as many as we can up within the next year or so. I think that's perfect. I think you're right on target. I think those audiobooks are so valuable, and especially since you're short, your stories are short and they're so visual and visceral, I think it's very, very effective. Uh, the narrator that you chose for Pizza Guys is really good. I listened to, to it, and he really does a nice job. Let's talk about a website. Now, I know that you have a website. Where can our listeners find you? Well, if you would like to see uh, the different works that I've published, you can find me at gregorypatricktravers.com. And that's more for, uh, it'll take you directly to the sales site of my books. And then on roundfirelegends.net, there's over 30 stories that are just laying there for free. Um, I did, I know this sounds kind of crazy, like why would someone have the story for free if you're selling it on Amazon? But my main thing is, is to make it accessible. So if you can't be at the computer, you have your Kindle, then you can download it for your Kindle and you can take it with you. Um, and I'm doing, I do free giveaway, free giveaways all the time. Um, just trying to get the material out there to the readers. Um, and then if, if you're at home, you're by your computer, it, all the stories are there for free. You can just click whatever one you please. And, uh, you can get away for 10, 20 minutes. Um, so that was my main thing, just to make it accessible. Um, so no matter where you are, no matter what device you have on you, uh, one of my stories is just a couple clicks away. I love it. All right, let's talk about Facebook and Instagram. I know you have a presence on both of those. How can they find you on Facebook and Instagram? Uh, well, I have a pretty simple tag. It's at Gregory Patrick Travers. So if you can remember my name, uh, you can find me on social media. And I'm not a crazy poster. Um, I, I don't post um, every day, but I, I post whenever something, when any, anything new that's coming out, I make sure that all my followers know. Um, if I'm, I like to tell them what I'm reading because I'm an avid reader myself. Um, so I like to share what I'm reading and um, and see opinions on that, if anyone else has read it, if they have anything to say about it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you can find me at Gregory Patrick Travers, and I'm on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Now, also on Instagram, you told me that you're participating in Pickering's Art Fest. Tell me a little about that, and tell me what's on Instagram. You said that you put something on Instagram about that. Yes. So as I was saying, I like to get the material out there. And one of the ways to do that is uh, local local events uh, for, for authors, for readers. Um, now, because of COVID and everything, a lot of things have gone digital, which I still find so great that even in the midst of a pandemic, 
these people who are so passionate about you know reading and writing are still throwing on these events um, and 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 beating the virus, so to speak. Um, they're not letting something like this uh, hold back their love for for reading and writing. And you meet so many great people at these events, people who are going the same through the same thing as you are, people who have been through the uh, same thing as you have, so you kind of learn from them, or people that are kind of new and they're coming to you to learn, and you can kind of pass on your knowledge. So it's a really nice community. And Pickering, I've been to a couple of their events. They have a really nice uh, community going on over there, and this is called the Art Fest. And there's not only authors, but there's all sorts of independent artists. And you can find the link to that on my Instagram uh, bio page. So you just visit Instagram page, you can click on the link, and you can uh, browse through kind of my stuff, and you can browse through all sorts of other great Canadian artists. When our listeners become readers and they pick up a copy, however they get it, of Pizza Guys, and they read it, and they close finish the last page, turn off the the whatever device they have it on for the last time. Is there something you want them to leave with, Greg, or do you just want them to have enjoyed the story and feel like they've been thoroughly entertained? Yeah, I think I think in the end I'm I want them to be entertained. I, I I'm not out to to change lives i guess um but that being said i always try to include um you know an emotional tie-in or or something that i i want the reader to to feel at the end of it um but in the end it's all for fun and and i i just uh i would like them to close it feeling that they haven't wasted their time or that uh you know their day has been a little less stressful because of it and that's really what I'm going for there. If you feel anything deeper, then, you know, that I feel that's great. You know, we all have to work on our, our own issues. And when someone articulates it in a way that can help your brain gears start turning, then then that's great. Um, and then if it was just a, you had a couple laughs, um, that's great, too. Um, you know, I, I reading, I think that's just what it's about. It, 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 it's the catalyst to your own journey. Um, so you read something that kind of hits the mark and, and gets, gets your gears turning uh, or stirs a certain emotion in you. And so that's all I really want. I want people to have fun reading, um, not look at reading as a chore or you know something that you want to do but you don't really want to do. Uh, I want people to be excited about reading. Um, and, and maybe when they come home from work, the first thing they do isn't turning on the TV. It's, it's opening up a book and, um, and traveling those uh, terrains and worlds. Because um, I think it's really good for society. So, yeah, so in the end, just have fun. And, um, and if you can, let me know what you think. You know, leave a comment. You know, you are just such a pleasure to talk to. I mean, I love your philosophy. I love what you're trying to do. I love what you say about your work. I love how you talk about your work. It's just been my absolute delight and pleasure, Greg, to talk with you today. Thank you so much for being our guest on Books on Air. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Now remember, 
you can find Pizza Guys, a raunch adventure story delivering last meals since none of your freaking business on Amazon. And the author is Gregory Patrick Travers, T-R-A-V-E-R-S. Gregory is spelled G-R-E-G-O-R-Y. Patrick is P-A-T-R-I-C-K. You've been listening to Books on Air. Our podcast is brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear us on iTunes as well as iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I really hope that you'll join our next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you really never know who's going to be here or what we're going to talk about. Thanks so very much for listening.